And welcome, everybody, to Faith Church Chats. I'm your host, Isaiah Gearlings. Uh, thanks for joining us on our second episode. Um, today we have Youth Director Danielle Rune. Danielle, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Isaiah. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, before we uh, start with some questions, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, so like Isaiah said, my name is Danielle, and I am I serve as the Youth Director at Faith Church. Um I have been working at Faith for about 12 years, started as my first job in ministry after graduating from college at 21. Um, my primary role is working with middle school and high school students, but I also oversee our growing young vision at Faith. I work with a super great staff and team of leaders who are really a blessing to our ministry and also to me. Um, I am married to Jeff Rune. We've been married for almost 10 years and have two little boys, Turner, who is six, and Fulton, who is four. Awesome. All right, let's um, do a little bit of uh, questions and answers. Um, first question, what is um, your favorite part about youth group, uh, both middle school and high school? Yeah, so my favorite part of both of these ministries are the relationships both the students and the leaders that are a part of Faith Church are such a blessing to my life. I look forward to seeing them each week at youth group, at their sporting events, in the lunchroom, and really everywhere in between. They make youth group fun and they make it a beautiful community. We have super fun traditions and I also love being able to host different events within our ministry like mission trips and retreats, um, things like Love Zealand and Spring Hill. I love these times because we get to spend more time together and really grow in our faith. And so many beautiful moments of transformation have happened over mission trips and retreats. And it has been such a blessing to be a part of these moments. Yeah, sweet. Um, what do you do to prepare um, for youth group throughout the week? Yeah, so it's a super hard question to answer because if you've ever been a part of Faith Student Ministries, youth group is just different every week and there's always something new or um, different happening but the a couple of things that i always do one i like to prepare an outline of the night so that our youth leaders have an opportunity to um, be prepared especially for small group times and for the lesson and to just be able to anticipate what is going to happen and what their role will be throughout the the entire night um, but I also find myself doing some strange things to prepare for youth group. Um, and that's just kind of dependent on what the evening looks like. So it might be working with Matt on what worship music is going to be, setting up ridiculous games and activities, going to the dollar store and buying a can of spam, crafting a message, buying supplies, or even going to the grocery store and planning meals. Um, but I think the most important things that I do and the things that I find myself spending the most time on each week is preparing our weekly lessons and messages and just um, making sure that there are places that are connecting to our students, but ultimately that they're um, lessons and messages that are connecting our students closer to God. Yeah. And then also praying um, for our students and praying for the evening is just such an important and vital time um, of preparation. Cool. Um Here's kind of a follow-up question. Um, how are you connecting uh, with students during this time of social distancing and uh, quarantine and with now students not being able to go back to school uh, for the rest of the year? Yeah, so it's it's been actually pretty tricky um, and more challenging than I expected, for sure. Um, 
I miss seeing the students and I find myself in a place um, of just being bummed that we aren't able to do some of the things that we had hoped to to close out our regular youth group season. So some of those traditions, some of those places where uh, we typically get together and pray for our eighth graders and pray for our seniors as they transition into a new stage of life, whether it's gathering around a campfire um, for campfire worship nights or preparing for mission trips, those things are just not happening right now. Um, and so I find myself leaning into virtual meetings and online gatherings, um, which has been pretty good, but also brings its own challenges as uh, technology burnout is real right now and um, people are just sick of Zoom. Uh, so right now my biggest um, job as a youth director is to be intentional in connection. And so it's a place where I find myself praying for our youth leaders, praying for our students and their families, and then trying to find ways to connect with them over a text message, a phone call, stopping over at their house and dropping something on their front, at their front door. Um, just those little ways that we can make sure that our students know that they are valued and that they're loved and still cared for. And also like, I have to give a major shout out to our volunteer youth leaders because they just are doing a really great job staying connected with our students and, and making sure that they're connecting uh, with them each day. Sweet. Um, now let's uh, move into a conversation about faith. Um, what is a time in your life um, that tested your faith? Yeah, this is another great question. Um, I think most of you guys who are listening can probably relate to um, maybe my story of growing up in a Christian home and having Jesus as the center of my life for all the days that I can remember. Um, and also, I feel like I've had a pretty easy life and haven't experienced a lot of trauma or struggles or pain or suffering or any of those things. Um, but really, my world was kind of rocked over the last two-ish years um, and that really came down to the loss of a really close friend and um, my dad getting sick and, and passing away. And so those places um, were honestly, they're still hard. Um, and it's a, a hard place to understand why God didn't answer my prayers for healing and restoration. And so I feel like my, my faith was just really rocked in those times. Um, I had a hard time and I still have a hard time understanding why God did what he did, why um, it was happening, why he couldn't answer the prayers I wanted to, why he would allow something like this to happen. And I just struggled to understand what God's plan and purpose was for all of it. And honestly, I found myself a lot of times in a place where I was doing all of the things that I would tell people not to do in this situation. And so I was closing people off. I was um, being secretive or I I don't know if secretive is the right word, but I was being secretive and trying to hide uh, the pain that I was going through and even the, um, the reality that I was going through. And I just didn't want to tell people about it. Um, I didn't want people to know about my struggle. And so I kept it bottled up and hidden. Um, and I found myself in a place where I was just hiding, hiding from people and really trying to hide from God. Um, but in the midst of all of that, I wanted to be mad at God. And I was mad at God, and there are days where I still am mad at God for this situation, for um, the loss that I experienced and the grief that I'm experiencing. But in the midst of it, 
when I wanted to ignore God, when I wanted to be mad, when I wanted to cut him out, I knew that I needed God more than I needed to be mad at him. So instead of running and hiding, I try to draw closer to God. And my faith has really been transformed to a deeper and richer faith since. Um, one of the things that I kept going back to in a verse that I kept going back to was in Romans 8. And it talks about in all of these places and all of these things, what can separate us or who can separate us from the love of God. And the scripture just lists all of these things um, that I'm convinced that neither life nor death, neither angels nor demons, present, future, all of these things can't separate us from the love of God. And that was just such a verse that just reminded me, even in my pain, even in my suffering, even in my complete anger, um, that God still loved me when I failed to love him back, when I failed to be the best version of myself, God still loved me and he continues to love me even in the midst of that pain. So it was a really transformative journey. I feel like it's still a journey that I'm on and I probably will continue to be on for a long time. Um, but yeah, so I think to answer your question, the biggest um, struggle or place where my faith was tested was really in the loss of people that I loved deeply. Yeah. Wow. Thanks uh, for sharing. Um, I go back to that um, line that um, you said, uh, I needed God more than I needed to be mad at him. Uh, that is a very, very beautifully said and powerful um, statement. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's also a reminder for us to, um, it's a reminder that he is with us, even though when we are going through something very tragic, um, and it's a reminder that he, even though we we can be mad at him, and that sometimes we are mad at him, that he'll still love us, and that he's always walking beside us. So, well, yeah. Yeah, he can handle it, right? Yes, you're right. All right. Um, next uh, question. What is your favorite um, verse of the Bible? Yeah. So um, one of the things that I've gone back to over and over again is the book of Hebrews. And just a favorite a book of mine and really chapters 11 and 12. And I love um, these specific passages because in chapter 11 of Hebrews, it talks about faith and action. So it says this, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance in what we do not see. And then it begins to say, by faith, and then lists all of these people who by faith um, did these incredible things and followed God. And so I love that because it's a reminder of all of the people who came before us and the faith that they um, instilled into my life and into the lives of so many people. But then it goes into chapter 12, and then it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, and that cloud of witnesses is those people that were referred to before in chapter 11, um, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked for us fixing our eyes on Jesus. Let me tell you, I'm not a runner. So I, I don't love this verse because it talks about races and running. I hate running, but I love the image that it gives. I love the image of a cloud of witnesses that are surrounding us in the race of life and cheering us on who have gone before us, who have blazed a trail, if you will, who have instilled faith into each of our stories. Um, and then gives us a purpose and a charge and a plan. 
And that purpose is for each of us to run our own races, the races that God has marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, because Jesus sees who we're becoming. He doesn't just look at who we currently are. He sees who we are becoming. He starts with grace, with love, and he sees us as worthy for who we are and for who we are becoming. And so I just love that picture and that image. And I just, I think that's just continually a place I go back to in my own life and in my ministry. Yeah, sweet. Um, Here's a follow-up question. Um, What is your favorite story of the Bible? Yeah, so my favorite story is really the story of transformation uh, of Saul. And Saul was a bad dude, right? And he was a guy that you and I probably wouldn't want to hang out with, and he definitely wouldn't want to hang out with us. And he, his really, his purpose was to destroy Christianity. And God took a hold of his story and a hold of his life and did a deep transformative work in his life. And he just became such an influential minister of the gospel of Christ in his transformation. And I love that his name was Saul. And in his transformation, he, he became Paul. It's like a total rebirth, a total new identity in Christ. And I just love those stories of transformation because it's a reminder for me of the own transformation that God does in my life and continues to do in my life. But it's also a reminder of the transformation that he does in all of our lives and in the lives of so many students that we work with and their parents and their families and friends. And it, it just is a story of hope for me, really. Sweet. Um, here's the next uh, question. What is your favorite part about Sunday school? Yeah, so Sunday school, I think, is just a really great ministry of Faith Church. And one of the things I love about it is the leadership that Jeff and Tracy Willemstein provide. I'm not sure if all of you know this, but for the last couple of years, Jeff and Tracy have taken this ministry over and have become a part of our youth ministry staff. And they've worked really hard and have done just a really great job of providing some really important faith formation opportunities for our students. And so whether that's teaching our students about Bible journaling and expressive ways that they can um, just connect with God, maybe it's leaning into different scriptures and stories of the Bible and giving them an opportunity to find their own story, Um, walking kids through profession of faith and giving kids an opportunity for mentors. It's just been a really incredible experience. And I'm so, so thankful for their leadership and their passion for faith church and for our students. Yeah. Um, What is um, the best part of your job? Ooh, the best part of my job, I think, goes back to the first question um, of what is the best part about youth group. And the best part of my job and the best part of youth group is the relationships with both of our students and their families, with our youth leaders, um, with so many people at our church. It's a beautiful thing to be invited into so many important and transformative moments in our students' lives. And I just love watching our students grow in their faith and in their leadership, in their confidence, in their gifts, and their relationships with others, and specifically their relationships with others at Faith Church, whether that's through our prayer ministry, or with their youth group leaders, or with the connections that they have with different adults in the church. It's just been really a beautiful experience. Mm-hmm. Um, what is um, one way you personally um, connect with God? Yeah, so there's a couple of different ways that I find myself connecting with God. The first one is with people. 
Um, I love being in community. I am a huge extrovert. So this whole quarantine thing has got me down right now. I love being at church and worshiping with other believers and with my faith family. Um, I love being in places where I'm in Bible study, in youth group, in relationships, um, where people are all um, just joined together through Christ. And so I really feel connected um, when I'm with people. Um, I think another, there's two other ways that I feel most connected with God and, and they're both more personal. Um, it's one is through prayer. I love being able to be in a place where I can just come before God and lay everything down and just share in a deep and personal conversation with my savior. And I think that has been such a beautiful place of connection. And going back to, you know, my own story, being in a place where I can say, God, like I'm mad at you and, and he hears me and he loves me anyways. And so that prayer and that conversation with God has just been really impactful. And and the second thing has really been through um, something that I learned a couple years ago from my friends, Amy and Tracy, who just shared with me um, Bible journaling. And it's been a place where I feel like I can be creative and I can be expressive and I can journal in my Bible with colors and markers and paints and just be in a place where I can be a little bit more reflective in scripture. Yeah, those are great ways to connect with God. Um. How has being um, an elder changed your um, church experience? Yeah, so um, being an elder, really for me, the biggest thing that has changed my church experience and the thing that I love so much is being able to serve communion. Um, I just can't think of a much better experience on a Sunday morning or on a mission trip. Um, or youth activity than being in a place where I can stand with another elder and serve uh, the sacraments um, and to serve our students by name. And so that's just been a really beautiful experience um, that I've, I've loved since becoming an elder. And so I'm, I just find it to be a big blessing and I'm really excited to be in that role now. Awesome. Um... I've got one more question uh, for you. What does um, the mission statement here at Faith, which is um, serving God's serving God's love through new life in Jesus Christ, what does that mean to you, and how you go about uh, in your job and your life? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I think it's a reminder, and the biggest reminder is um, of transformation. A reminder of the transformation that God has done in my life. Uh, the new life that he has given me in Jesus Christ. And then to be intentional about the love and sharing that love with other people that I meet, both in my community, in my work, in my family, wherever that goes. Um, and then pointing people to transformation, right? To being transformed by God so that they can experience that new life. And then also just being reminded God calls us to love him and to love his people. And so I, I think it's just a great reminder um, each day and in each moment and in each ministry moment to be in a place where I'm like, okay, am I sharing God's love with everyone that I meet, the difficult people and, and the not so difficult people? And am I being reminded that they are being transformed by God uh, right now? And, and continue to be transformed. So it's a great reminder and a great way to kind of measure 
uh, what we're doing. Yep. Well, that's all the questions I have for you, uh, Danielle. Thanks for uh, being on here. Absolutely. Thank you for the invitation and for your leadership. Yeah. Um, would you mind uh, closing in prayer for us? I'd love to. Great. Father God, thank you so much for this time where we can come together and just um, participate virtually um, as a community. Lord, I am so grateful and thankful for Isaiah and his leadership and for this time where we can gather together. Lord, thank you for the blessing of conversation, of faith, and the new life that you provide us in Jesus Christ. Uh, Lord, I'm grateful for Faith Church. I'm grateful for the community and for experiences like this that we can share together. We pray this all in your wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Danielle. Thank you, Isaiah. Yep. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks, you too. Bye. If you like this episode of Faith Church Chats, make sure to listen to an episode you might have missed. And stay tuned for new episodes that come out every Friday.